There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with... Happy to be here, Ralph Bash. Ralph W. Bash, MD, Hackmaster. I can't change it. No. And Andy Bernard. Alex is not here because her kids are sick, and she's sick now, and Catherine's not here because she's on vacation. Oh, nice. Really? Vacation, right? I always say to her, vacation from what? Ooh. Uh, (laughs) Tough guy when she's out of town. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, we'll be right back. Timmy Lambos will join us right after this. Family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. 
Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy Lammers joins us, but I have to ask Ralph a question. As a physician in America today. A trained medical man. And I'm going to ask Michael Bryant the same thing from a legal perspective. So you're a guard at a prison, and a six foot uh, eight or ten guy comes in, psychopath murderer, and you decide that you're going to have a love affair with this guy. Your name is Vicky White. Mm. I think it's Vicky White, yeah. and his name is something White. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so on your last day, you resign, and on your last day, you secret him in your car, and you haul him off, and you're on the road for about a week, ten days, something like that. And they start chasing you down, and he surrenders, and you poop your pants and then shoot yourself in the head. It, would you please just, explain just to me? another day in the medical profession, I yes, guess. Yes, exactly. Reason, as a doctor, would you please explain to me why these women see an upside in having a love affair with a murderer? Not a clue. Not a clue. How maybe does that happen? No one may, has been may, able to figure this out. Maybe it's a Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde kind of uh, fantasy that uh, she wants that excitement. Never had that excitement in her life. She wants that excitement of running and being with a bad boy. And of course, I've 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 continued to say that one of the main women's fantasies is to is to turn a bad boy into a good boy. That's the big yeah, fantasy. Yeah, is, right. is, is it yeah. that, that I can I can take care of this person. I can change him or her. I mean, I'm sure it goes both ways. I can change them into a good person. And I'm going to take this, and I'm going to fix this problem, and that's a huge mistaken fantasy. But I think it's a Bonnie and Clyde thing. And she, you know, she just, I'm going to do this running. It'll be so exciting, and if it doesn't work out, I'm dead. And maybe she'd made that decision before she ran into this guy. Who knows? Who knows what the hell the deal is? But as we segue into Timmy Lammers, I'd like to uh, just uh, point something else out. You've brought up Bonnie and Clyde twice. Yep. 1945, Russian in uh, Russian Victory Day over the Nazis. Did you see that story today? Oh, no, I didn't. What's it? 1945, Victory over the Nazis, Russia over the Nazis. They show all these people and all their pictures, and in the picture is Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. How the hell did that happen? I know. How did that happen? Andy, would you look that up and see how the hell I could have possibly... There's Bonnie and Clyde there in Russia celebrating victory over the Nazis. <laughs> like, what? what? How did that happen? Uh, how'd they get there? Oh, yeah. there. Well, it's it was pictures of Russian World War II veterans, apparently. And they just kind of... I mean, it's an old picture, so I guess if you don't know who they are, then you'd think they were just... Although they're standing next to a car that has Texas license plates, so <laughs> maybe not. So maybe, maybe not. a little attention to detail would have been good. Timmy, what do you think? Well, could it have been uh, Photoshop? No, it's real. It's real. <laughs> they're in the picture. It's just weird. Somebody did. Oh, that is bizarre, man. It really is, isn't it? 
Hey, getting back to your thing with the this this fascination that women have with yeah. bad boys in prison. I mean, we don't we see this all the time. I mean, yeah. I thought that Scott Peterson, after he strangled his pregnant wife and was convicted, there were women lining up to you know they were sending him letters and proposals and and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Charles Manson got married in prison to some group. Yep, he did. I mean, this seems to yep. happen all the and again. Yeah, where's the upside to any of this? Well, and that's why I asked Doc. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get, it never, ever, ever works out, but for some reason you think it's going to work out. Well, the other question I wanted to ask, and this is uh, uh, for Doc, um, you said that she pooped her pants, then shot herself. That's correct. Don't you usually release your bowels after yes, you Yes, you do. Yeah, I, I, who knows? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there's like a timeline for, you know, which happens. Well, yeah, decided yeah. to get it out of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's going to happen anyway. I might as well do it on my own terms. Yeah, <laughs> on my own terms. So it was clear that she shot herself in the head, or did he want to eliminate this witness? Of That's also, you wonder. They say that she shot and killed herself, that he had he had uh, surrendered and then she killed herself, I guess. Oh, it was after he was out of the car? Wow. Uh, it's what they say. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what they say. Uh, here we go. What do you got, Andy? Vicki White. There they are. Oh, yeah, they're, they have the same last name, but they weren't married. And they're not related. Unless she, maybe she just called herself... No, I think that was her name. I think huh. Vicky White and well, Douche, Douchey White. You know, and everything. I, you know, if I had a, if I had seven days, if I had seven days and ninety thousand dollars in my pocket, I wouldn't be in. I wouldn't be two hundred miles away. No, of course not. It's ridiculous. You know, I. You know, you could. You would be. Yeah, I guess you'd be on the border of Mexico, waiting, looking for a coyote to take you mm-hmm. across the border, and that'd be that. Uh, well, yeah, they believe it was a self-inflicted gunshot, so right. there's that. Uh, the interesting thing, that there have been a lot it. of memes about this guy, and, and people say he looks like John Krasinski, so Krasinski's going to play him in the film version, I suppose. But Oh, yeah, me, he does. He looks like a much him, more haggard John Krasinski. But look at it, just his eyes and ignore the mustache and the beard, Andy. I think he looks like John Hamm. Well, let's see here. You know who I think he looks like? And I brought it up on the KQ Morning Show, and I'm not kidding. He's a dead ringer for a former KQ salesperson and salesperson on the shift account on this show, one of our salespeople, Ray Bell. Ray <laughs> Bell looks just like him. <laughs> the greatest. Well, here's another picture. I, I see another picture of him maybe after they got him back into custody. Yeah, they, he, then he shaved his beard, and it looks like he got a haircut, too. Mm. Oh, but in he? the one where he was on the run, it looked like uh, Krasinski slash, to me, uh, John Hamm. I don't know. Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray Bell, you say, Tom? Ray looks just like Ray Bell. I thought, when I saw his picture, <laughs> I, went, I wonder if he's got a new account for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, why did they stop? It was a, it was an owner, the car. It was owner of a car wash mm-hmm. who called the police uh, after they had left, describing mm-hmm. the car and telling them what they're doing. Why did they stop and get their car wash? I know. It, it, there's I so know. many levels of. I don't understand I it. Feeling they're not very intelligent. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, apparently the car rolled over or flipped over several times. Hmm. Which can't be too good, I oh, would imagine. No, you want to avoid now that. Now I'm seeing another picture of the guy without a shirt on. Uh-huh. You gotta find that one, Andy. 
He's got a couple tattoos, and uh, he, he's got moves. I'm sorry to say he has man boobs. Well, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's sporting a pair of titties. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is, and, and it's weird, these tattoos. I, again, this whole thing with tattoos, you know, people, youngsters, they get them, and it's like you don't realize what these things are going to look yep. like when you get older. You can't and this, stop that. this is a typical thing where everything is sagging. Oh, yeah. It does happen. <laughs> you, know? you cannot fight gravity, unfortunately. Very yeah. true. I wouldn't want to mess with the guy. I'm not trying to you know, tease him, but look, man, it's just not a good look. Do um, you know how tall he is? Did you say 6'8 or something? 6'8 to 6'10, depending on who says. Oh and apparently God. apparently he's got a murderous attitude, too. He's not, he's not a gentle giant. Yeah, I wonder what he was <laughs> in looks for. like a scary dude. Murder, I think. Yeah, he was. He confessed to a murder of a, a woman. Oh. And was going to be tried on those charges. Uh, Why wouldn't you be attracted to a guy like that, Ralph? I, I, Come on. You know, but so much of this, so much of this romance stuff, you know, where you will die because you're in love with person, or you you can't live without him. Well, I just yeah. saw the uh, opera Carmen. It's the same thing. You know, I if if you're not going to love me, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's it's yeah. this bizarre attitude with. Love and emotion, it is some screwed-up serotonin in their brain. It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, and, yep. and, and I just I don't have coping skills. I didn't grow up with in those situations where people would, would have that dedication to someone they love that much. Or not so much dedication, but this passion, this absolute passion is either death or love. It, it, it just, it, you know, life isn't black and white like that. Well, well Ralph, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recall... Uh, uh, something somebody said in the speech from about a month and a half ago. Love will make you do crazy things. And in that case, that crazy thing was getting up on stage at the Oscars and slapping. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Look at, look at the firestorm that right. prick let He's set crazy off. Things. <laughs> God. No kidding. No kidding, man. Unbelievable. So, well, Tim, and, and so Can I add just something quickly, Tom? And I'm sure you covered it on KQ. The guy is not being charged with a felony that attacked Dave Chappelle. It's only a misdemeanor. Right. He probably won't even get jail time. No, he will not get jail time. Yeah, Which surprise further you? encourages that behavior. I know. It's unbelievable. That's, yeah, we live in a lawless society. If you if you live in certain areas, there are no laws. So yep, that's it's not true. surprising to me at all. All right. I have to condemn Tim Lammers because he's ruined my life by getting me addicted to watching The Offer. Way to go, Tim. <laughs> Oh, that was okay, easy so one. Oh, you would have you would have stumbled on that, Tom. How oh my! Are you are you through uh, episode four? Yes. Okay. What did you think of Brando? I thought he was phenomenal. His his speech is great. His body motion is perfect. His facial expressions are right on the money. He doesn't look anything like Brando, except when he starts doing those facial expressions. He looks just like Brando. See, I, I was talking with Mike Ryan about this and. The only issue I had with it, and this is when you go too nutso and do research and you look up old video. and Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, actually I sent you and Mike the video of um, talking about how he, they, Charlie Bluthorn or somebody said we need him to audition. And there's no way that, that Brando's going to audition at that point in his no. career, even though he was on the backslide, you know. Um, so the way... Coppola told it was he went in with some cameramen and he did some of the things that you see in that episode like the shoe polish and the Kleenex and the cheeks and all that stuff 
but it wasn't exactly the way Coppola told it. You know, this one they brought in um, uh, the main guy. What's his name? Al uh, Ruddy. Oh, Al Ruddy, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and there was, I think, one other person there. And so they kind of dramatized it a little bit. It wasn't right. To me, the way Coppola told the story would have been a lot more entertaining if, to see it come to life that way. But I can see for dramatic effect, uh, you know, having Ruddy there yeah. to, to watch this transformation. But I'm trying to think there's a there's going to be a scene. Was there a scene yet with the full cast together for the first time? Was that in the episode or not? I don't think so. Okay, so this isn't really a spoiler that's coming in episode five, because I've seen the first five. Um, How did you get to see five already? It's not available at my house. Well, I'm... I'm I, I, I'm privileged. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged. I get, a media, I get media previews to all this stuff. So I actually watched the first five episodes five, uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember, but what I'm saying is there is... Uh, a scene, because this isn't a spoiler, you know at some point you're going to get the whole cast together. And to me, that was freaking amazing. And and I hope, well, forget it. I'm going to overhype it because this is one of those shows where everybody I've talked to, you know, obviously Mike, you, Catherine mentioned it last week. Yep. Uh, Sanny said this may be the best episodic television series I've ever seen. He might be right about that, by the way. And so it's like, you know, look, I know we're all we've always been on the same page about Godfather anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so. So, yeah, to see this stuff. I don't know, man. I'm so fascinated to see how this stuff came together. That to me is so entertaining. And I might have mentioned this already, but wouldn't it be great? You could see the potential of doing another series to see oh. the hell that Coppola went through getting brando on the set of apocalypse now or you know the making of this the making of that i mean this thing is so well done i really hope that somehow somebody else considers making another series it doesn't have to be about coppola and apocalypse now necessarily right but these classic films maybe just it, you know what makes this interesting is because of all the turmoil and all the backstabbing all that sort of stuff that happened behind the scenes of The Godfather that makes this interesting. And the involvement, obviously, of the real-life mob and Giovanni Rubisi, uh, you know, <laughs> as Joe Colombo. I mean, man, what a fascinating story this has been. Well, I, let me just tell you. Uh, first of all, how many episodes are in the first season? Ten. Well, there are ten episodes, so I'm, I'm only about 40% through. Good. I'm glad yeah, to hear and, that. Yeah, and, and you're only getting them one a week, so it will be yep. stretched out till June, I think. June something. June something. Absolutely. Well, six more, absolutely. It will be the first uh, probably till about the 14th of June, somewhere in there. Yeah. Hey, yep. you, you can binge watch them after the Stanley Cup's done. Yeah, you can do that if you want. <laughs> there you go. This is one of those, though, you would, if they were all available, you would be through with them in a couple of days. Yep. I mean, it's just that great. But, it is really good. So, yeah, they debuted with three to get you hooked, and then it's one a week. So, what the hell else show came by? Oh, did you ever see the show Barry? With, yeah, yeah, with, with uh, what's his name, the comedian. Bill, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yep, there you go. Henry Winkler. Yep. They came out with season three, and they only, they just debuted with one episode. 
And the thing about that show, if you've ever seen it, is it go, it's a half hour, mm-hmm. and it goes incredibly fast. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was thinking, boy, that, you know, you're hyped because it's been a couple, three years since it's been out because of COVID and all mm-hmm. that production delays. And then it's like, we watched the first episode, and bing, it's done. They really should have dropped more than one to start with. Yeah. That one yeah. left you wanting more, too. Yeah, I could see that. I, t- I tell you, um, TV, I was talking this morning to a, to a young guy uh, who's uh, got something coming out on, or just came out, matter of fact, on May 4th on Roku. Kurt, what's his name? Kurt Smee. He was in, uh, oh God, what was he just in previously? And what the hell is that? Sweat, Sweaten, I think it is. Sweeten? Kurt Sweaten or Sweeten. He's got that show out about his family. Kids, what the hell is it? Children are. Damn it. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But he, uh, we talked about the fact that streaming right now has made television the best it's ever been by far. It's not even close. Well, television is so much better than it used to be. It's cool that you mentioned Roku because now, you know, they used to be the streaming, uh, the, 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 the hub, right? They, the, where you can download all the yeah. streaming apps, et cetera. Now they're producing content of their own after they purchased uh, Quibi's library. And they, I, to, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. They, they also did a show called Str- uh, Swimming with Sharks, which is a remake of a Kevin Spacey, Frank Whaley movie. Um, and this is a, it's six episodes, runs about 20 to 30 minutes each episode. So you can get through that one really quickly. So I'm really glad to see that they've entered the game too. And, and you'll notice when you watch Swimming with Sharks, I haven't seen the other show you're talking about, the quality is there. You know, you're you're getting the same sort of quality, the same sort of star power. Donald Sutherland is in Swimming with Sharks. You know, you're attracting the same sort of talent. It, it It's stellar all around. No matter which streaming service, you're not getting any B-movie level stuff. You know, it's not like there's a, a bargain basement uh, that features low-budget streaming stuff. It seems like the quality is there all around. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Well, I've I've found it interesting that they they're now they're making making a sequel movie and and more than one I'm sure is going to be on its way uh, to uh, a Game of Thrones. Mm, yeah, prequel actually. Yeah, it's a prequel. Okay, it's a pre- mm-hmm. well, whatever. It, it, but they have it, but it's more of a a film rather than a series. Is that correct, or is it a series? I, I think it's a series now. Oh, okay, I did not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> either. I, I, I just, you know, I heard about it and the, the sexual violence and all that stuff. I don't like that shit. I never I mean, had any interest. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I have no desire to watch that. Now, you know, is that a big part of it? I, I Truthfully, I can't tell you. But it seems like every time something like that happened on the series, you, you read about it everywhere. So, you know, it's pretty high profile. That's what it was known for. Yeah, and that yeah. Put- and Catherine's and comment, that. see, she didn't like it because it was too rapey. And I would agree. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's that just it. That's, there you go. There's, there's a word you could use. And so, yeah, I never watched it uh, much in the same way. And, Tom, I know you and I are completely on the same page, and we are in the vast minority. Ted Lasso. What is it about that show that everybody's so gaga? I don't get it. It's not funny. It was just it, kooky. You know what it reminded me? of what? the first episode when I watched it. it nothing in specific but it reminded me of a network television show 
that was going to be canceled after the first episode. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> it no, that it's terrible. Forced the comedy and all that yeah. stuff, but yet, you know, I, I, and some people credit it to the positivity of the show and people needed it at that time. And hey, look, look, I love that. I mean, I, I get it. If, if, if it promotes a positive message and people need that sort of thing in their lives, then great. But personally, as a television show, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. Either. I couldn't agree more. I watched a couple episodes and I, I thought they're trying way too hard to be funny on this show. Yeah, yeah. So... Who knows? But you know, again, I don't know. Has anybody else seen it? Uh, but I saw the I saw the uh, previews, and I said they're what they're trying way too hard to be funny on their there show. I, I didn't well, even watch. I just couldn't. Ralph. <laughs> and Andy you hasn't and seen Tommy. it. No, it just had no attraction. Just you're right. It was forced. It was this forced, was, yeah. bizarre. I don't know concepts or forced acting. Oh, I'm going to be funny now. Here I'm funny. It, it just I didn't. I it had no allure. I don't get it either. I think it's for stupid people. Whoa. whoa. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I think it's for stupid people. Stupid people think that stuff's funny. Okay. Uh, small minds are amused by small things. There you go. <laughs> Tim just keeps laughing. I just keep ingratiating myself with everyone, don't I? <laughs> That's right. If you it's like that, you're a moron. There's going to be protests outside of your studio, Tom. Oh, I go. wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. No, I look. I, to be all very serious about it, I just don't get it. I, I never thought he was funny anyway. I'm right with you on that one. I don't it's get it. Saturday Night Live guy that. Yes. He, you know, people's standards for comedy, the bar is so low now. It is that. You know, how long has it been since Saturday Night Live has been funny? Um, I'm thinking maybe the years. Will Ferrell, the Will Ferrell era, was probably the end of it. To me. Yeah, I didn't um, even like him. But but you had Phil Hartman. You had that yeah, one yep. terrific season with uh, Christopher Guest and Billy Crystal and Michael McKean. Phenomenal. And, well, actually, Michael McKean joined a different. Yeah, he was with them for a while, yep. but he joined after that. But there, you know, there was that one season where they brought veterans in there. Uh, Harry Shear was the guy. Yep, that was great. So you know, it's had highs and lows. But honestly, I can't tell you the last time I've really taken in the series. I'll catch a skit here and there, but that's about it. Well, they lost their edge. They're no longer edgy. They can't be edgy because they're super woke. Well, well yeah, their that's idea exactly of edgy is, true. is doing political humor yeah exactly who cares edgy is saying i still don't like donald trump (laughs) it's it's literally the opposite of edgy but that's that's all they're allowed to say edgy's i really don't like donald trump that's i really 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 don't like donald Mm -hmm. trump you know i've never understood that either you got donald trump you got joe biden your guy's better than my guy i don't (laughs) think so i mean they they're pretty much the same they're both arrogant as hell. Look, I, I had lunch with Donald Trump. People know that. He's not like that in person. That's an act. Now, Joe Biden, I don't know if it's an act. Or not. I, look, I, I don't understand how you can just adore one guy and hate the other one. They're almost the same person. Well, in politics, you're an, you're an actor. Yep. When yes, you're you on, are. When you're on yes, stage, you, if you, you know, you're an actor, and, you're, and it is going to be separate than your personal life. No one may not want to think this, but so much of politics is entertainment. You know, I'm an actor. I'm going to act this way. And to a certain extent, to get things done, you have to act a certain way. You know, Winston Churchill thwarted 
uh, thwarted the invasion yep. by Germany because of what, how he acted and how he presented well, himself. But wait a second. They had a lot of help from uh, from Bonnie and Clyde, though. Yeah, that's they right. They were over there and helping out, too. <laughs> helping out over they there. They had the munitions over <laughs> there. They drove their Ford Model T over to <laughs> yeah, exactly. Germany. And, yep. That's exactly. Oh, by the way, that guy's name is Kurt Smetten. Or Smeaton, it could be. Uh, he was the producer, one of the uh, co-producers on uh, so many different shows. But he's got a new show called Children Ruin Everything, which is really funny. It's This guy has three children. Kurt does. He loves his kids. It's about the love of children. And calling it Children Ruin Everything is very funny. Don't you think? Yep, it's true. Yeah, he's and it's, on, it's on Roku, you say. Uh, it's on Roku, yep. It's Schitt's Creek uh, co-executive producer Kurt Smeaton, mm. S-M-E-A-T-O-N. Uh, great guy, just a really nice guy, but it looks really, really funny. No doubt about Oh, God, we got to take a break here. Tim, you're going to stay with us for another segment? Absolutely. We'll be right back with Tim Lammers. Doc's here, Andy, I am. All the women are either sick or on vacation. Typical. We'll be right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan's Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Dude, 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 dude. 
That's Timmy's intro music is what that is right there. There you go, baby. What's happening, Pally? I wanted to, uh, I think you got bad intel. I was listening to the morning show on Monday, and did you realize that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness didn't make, they made $18.5 on its preview night? Yes. They made $185 million overall last weekend. That's what I thought. They had they had eighteen and a half million. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I think somebody in the article <laughs> accidentally put a decimal point in there. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't watch that with your eyes. Oh, I would not. Oh my Could god! No Doctor my, Strange. My my son-in-law he, when he was he was here visiting, and uh, one evening he said, "We should watch Doctor Strange," and I go, oh, "Okay." Oh God, it was it was. <laughs> Ah, it was the worst. Strange, probably six years ago, it shortly was after it came out. Awful. I remember literally nothing. Oh, no, it was. Know, I don't remember a second of the movie. All I remember is you wave your you wave your hands in the air and you got a superpower. It was the. Well, he's basically <laughs> like a what? He's like a Dungeons and Dragons what? wizard for the modern era. Oh yeah. God! He's got magic. He's a burn, well, he's a burnout neurosurgeon who was bitter and angry. Yep. Uh, it was just. <laughs> Oh, I did. I did. I couldn't. Did he it find was like just a the worst thing? I've, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, he found something that gave him magic powers. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, a ring or a gauntlet or something like that. A gauntlet. Well, the reason I like this movie is because Sam Raimi directed it, and he right. basically combined Evil Dead Two with the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh God! So well, it's really crazy, funny, entertaining stuff, and scary. Which, you know, to make a Marvel movie a, a horror movie was a bold move by the studio, but they got the right guy to do it. And I think that's the reason why I loved it so much, because it reminded me of his horror movie stuff. Huh. So, yeah, that, that's why I had so much fun with it anyway. Well, and, after you know, but um, 185 million is a lot of, you know, a lot of people saw it. Oh, yeah. After uh, whichever Avengers was the last one. They have definitely been trying to mix it up in terms of setting and that kind of thing because I think, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to keep pumping out movies forever. That's just never going to stop no matter what. But they realize that, you know, just the standard good guys versus bad guys thing, you know, bad guys are here, good guys show up, beat the bad guys at the end. It's rather mm -hmm. stale at this point. So they have right. to do things like this in order to keep people interested. Yeah. Like, I would rather watch what you just described than yet another Superman punches Lex Luthor movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. That's exactly it. And, and that, that's where the Marvel Universe excels because they are introducing new characters, different filmmakers. They, they realize they got to keep it fresh. Whereas DC, I mean, how many times... Okay. The Batman, I thought, was a terrific film. But how many times do we need to see the, you know, Batman versus the Riddler? Yeah. Batman versus, you know, including Catwoman or they tease the Joker. It's like we you got to you got to introduce you, if you got a library of characters, I don't care how obscure they are. You got to bring them up. You got to bring them up from the farm team. Right. You got to get them in 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 the mix. And that's where Marvel has exceeded, you know, has excelled, I should say, because they, they're bringing these obscure characters in. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know of Doctor Strange. Well, I had never out. heard of him until the movie came out. Yeah. Right, well, right. Sure. But, you know, so they're bringing in Moon Knight, they did recently. Um, you know, it, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I do like that about him. And, and the fact that they are keeping it fresh is a big, that's a big plus. Yeah, I mean, you have they, 
you got to keep it going. You have to be you a know? devotee of the uh, graphic novels to really understand or un ever heard of any of these characters. My, my, my concern or my, my suspicion is what they're going to do is they're going to take a page out of uh, professional wrestling and some of these uh, heroes are going to turn into heels. Yeah. Oh, they've that, done that a few times. That, yeah, yeah. But, Captain yeah. America has sided with uh, Hydra a couple times. And yeah. that okay. Sort of thing. Superman has gone bad. Yeah. They, they've done that <laughs> bad, multiple times. Bad Superman. Yeah, there was a Batman comic where he started, like, shooting people. Cause he, well, the whole idea of the reason Batman doesn't kill is because he thinks that if he starts killing, then he won't be able to stop. So there was a storyline where he did start killing, and then he basically just ended up becoming a mass murderer. So they've well, they, they've yeah. done that. Uh, they've explored that. What if superhero, but bad yeah, but idea? They, yeah, but once they become a heel, then they got to stay a heel for a while. Well, usually what happens is they become a heel and then they get killed. Okay. So what you can't really well, do in wrestling, you're not allowed to just kill off your wrestlers. So, <laughs> but then once you kill the superhero, you can't. Well, I guess you can't have a sequel or prequel. I guess they can come back as a ghost or something. Well, so who knows? What who they knows? do is they reboot the timeline. <laughs> There's oh god, you would you have no idea about all these timelines and stuff. Well, it confused the hell out of me at first. New Doctor Strange is about. It's the multiverse. Exactly, it's so the multiverse. Different versions of the characters. Yeah. In different universes. Yep, exactly. So it's like in this universe, Batman is a bad guy, but in this universe, he's like a high-tech guy, and then in this universe, he's Adam West, and then so forth. And that's like, yeah. well, you've heard of the Spider-Man movie, uh, God, what was it? Was it No Way Home with all the Spider-Men yes. or Spider-People or whatever? Person, Spider-Person. Yeah. Spider-Persons. Spider -person. yeah. Um, yeah. And that was Doctor Strange's fault because he, he tried to... Conjure up a spell to make everybody forget that Peter Parker, his true identity was revealed at the end of the second Spider-Man movie. So he came to Doctor Strange. He says, can you do a, a spell to make everybody forget? And then he kept changing. Oh, I want so-and-so to remember. I want so-and-so to remember. Next thing you know, he ripped a hole in the multiverse. And that's where <laughs> the... <Yep. laughs> It is extraordinarily convoluted. So he got his one hand moving the wrong direction, and it, it tore, <laughs> tore, tore, tore <laughs> in the multiverse and created a wormhole where they could tr tr transfix and transpond <laughs> themselves into a new area. He said, "Mecca, lecca, hi, mecca, hiney, ha." Uh, it's a Not hiney, ho. <laughs> and so the entire universe exploded. Yeah. Watch, 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 watch them. Shake handle devils, I roar through the gates of hell. I mean, it's it's, it's getting real old. I mean, yeah. you do have to, like, so Superman, Batman, etc., those characters have been around for so long. You know, you do have to keep yeah, writing stories about them because people want them. They want to see what Batman's up to. But it's like, how could you possibly have a superhero with a 60-year-long linear story? It's just not really possible. It's like yeah. the Batman's going to age. You can't have an 80-year-old Batman running around. Walking, yeah. he'd be walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't even run. He can't be hanging upside down anymore. It's not good for the uh, vertigo. Right. But, well, he's a teeter hanger. Batman, this version of the Batman, he, he's holding firm about his stance on guns. No guns. No guns. No yep. guns. Okay. Ba ba Batman has always been very anti-gun. Yeah. I haven't, so don't break into my house or I'll shoot you. <clears throat> so there you go. Well, just Batman just has Alfred shoot intruders, I think. That's right. Batman has Alfred do it. So. Alfred, you can murder people. But I'm too good for that. It all now, Timmy. I do have to ask you, and I've, I've talked to you about this before. But you know, you mentioned the offer, and you go, you talk about Reacher, and you talk about Big Sky, and all these. You know, the 1883 is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, all these great new streaming deals. I've not uh, the what is it? Outland is that uh, the one Outlander? with Josh Brolin? 
The one with Josh Brolin in it oh, that just came out. Yeah, I know Sepp is into that one. Yeah, it looks really good, so I want to get into that one too. But the the Nicolas Cage movie was really good. That's the mm-hmm. first in theater movie I've seen in a long time that was any good. Outer Range. Outer Range, there you go. It's called Outer okay. Range. Yep. Looks really good. I haven't started watching that one yet, but I love going to the movies. Went and saw the you know, Michael and, and Beth Bryant and Catherine and I went to see it at uh Imagine Theaters over there and then had a little dinner over at the tea house, the old mm-hmm. the old stomping grounds of the KQ crowd, but it was a great movie. But we, there were four people, excuse me, five people in theater. There were the four of us and one other guy. That was it. There were well, no, no other people in theater. I mean, again, this is this is why the theaters are depending on these superhero movies, and that's yeah, why they crank them out. Yep. It's the only thing really that's attracting people in the theaters because the Whoa. last. Look at a telemarketer. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. The last hit before this that was. Well, I shouldn't say that. Well, no, yeah. Okay, so you had the Batman did big business, and then before that, it was Spider-Man No Way Home. So it seems to me that you're getting one every three months, whatever. So so now you have Thor coming up in July. But we also have Jurassic World coming up, and you also have uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm, so right, it's got to yeah. be these big action movies that are going to get people back in other than that it's a ghost land yeah it is you know and yep. it's and, and so yeah i mean i do very rarely but i do go to the theater when it's not work and um i can i can count the people there on one hand you know it's yep. sad I it's know. really sad now is there anything funny coming out at all on streaming because that's the one thing the comedies i don't think are funny is are people just afraid to be funny right now i think they are don't oh you think God, i think so it's just not funny at all <laughs> Gervais mean, has a stand-up special coming to netflix i know that, Ooh, but... that 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 won't be laid back i can promise you that one <laughs> you know but apart from that i'm trying to think what series i've reviewed recently that's been funny yeah, there aren't and any. It's it's hard to say. I'll have to look at This is how sad it is. If it were memorable, it would be top of mind. It would yeah. come right out. But the fact that I have to look it up, that's not good. I, you know, again, I will say that The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was very funny. Really good movie. Really good. But other than that, I mean, again, trying to just go with, oh, okay, uh, God, I can't think. You know, There's I think nothing. Ha- Hacks is coming back. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I like smart. that. Yep, I like that show. That's she's. I, I love her. I think the young yeah. woman in it's not very good, but she's really good. Jean Smart is. Yeah, yeah. She really between that and and uh, Mayor of Easttown. Yep, another I mean, good two one. Two totally different roles. That just showed you how great of an actor she really is. She's really terrific. She is. But good. um, you know, uh, God, this is. Well, you, you, well you know, Barry's funny in a dark sort of way. Yeah, it but, is. Yep. You know, but yeah, it's, this sort of stuff should just be there, right? It should be very funny. There's a, a movie that I actually recommend. Now I'm just kind of scrolling back to things I've seen. There's a movie on Netflix called Metal Lords uh, about a couple misfits starting a metal band in school. Oh, that'd be good. Really, really good. And, you know, it, it, uh, it's very... 
again, it's one of these things where, wow, how did they get away with that? In this day and age, how did they get away with saying that sort of thing? So I like it that, I guess basically the only funny stuff there are the people from the people that are willing to take a chance and risk being canceled or whatever, <laughs> you know, by, by saying what they want to say and doing what they want to do. And, you know, that usually comes with your Chappelle specials yeah. or your Ricky Gervais specials and really not from too many other people, yeah, I, which is very, very sad. Yeah, I was, I, was just, I was just thinking that so much of humor is teasing other people who, course, are, absolutely. who are not like you. Yep. And, and Dave Chappelle, he, oh, he, everybody gets teased. But the fact is, and Don Rickles did that, I mean, he would tease everybody about their foibles and things like that because we, like, we are tribal. We want to be around people like us, and you can and you, you get you get you get well being out of hearing those sort of things. And say, oh, I'm, you know, white people aren't white people aren't perfect. Oh, black people aren't perfect. Uh, Native Americans aren't perfect. You know, no one's really perfect. So you can tease about these sort of things, and I and I think that so much of humor is that, and we've lost that because of this super woke group that says, oh, well, you can't tease anybody. Well, that, there's a problem there. No fun of any kind. That's right. No Another fun recommendation for a streaming a movie new on streaming today is the Sandra Bullock uh, movie, uh, The Lost City. That's really good. That's on Paramount Plus. Oh, what's that it's about? A Paramount movie. Um, she's this romance novelist who uh, is sick of doing what she does. She's suffering from the loss of her husband, uh, so she's a widower, um, and she's kidnapped because this billionaire thinks that the clue to this treasure that he's been seeking is actually the clues are in her book so he kidnaps her and brings her to this remote land to find it so it's like a romancing the stone sort of deal Um, but it's her and again Tom I don't know what it is now I'm under the spell Candace maybe cast a spell on me to like Channing Tatum but he's really good in this movie oh god here we go yeah, I know, I know. Worst it's strange. actor it's like, ever what's born. happening to me? I'm going soft. You are. Um, but that, then Daniel Radcliffe is in it, too. And it, it's a good, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's that's new today. That's the nice part about streaming now. And the, the you know, streamers like Paramount, they have their th- theatrical movies. Then there's a 45-day wait period. Normally, it used to be 90 days. But now it's a 45-day window. And then it, it debuts on their streaming service, which is very, very smart. And that's how they get people to subscribe to see those sorts of movies and shows like The Offer, you know. Uh, so it's a really good, I would check that out. Maybe wait for Catherine to get back from her vacation from you. From me, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to, to see it, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really like the movie a lot. I'm glad to hear that. You know, you're just talking about looking at that, what Ralph was just talking about a minute ago, the, this person, that person, you can't tease anybody or whatever. God, I wish Adrian was here. Adrian's going to be on the second hour. I don't think he's here yet, though. But I'd love to tell him that I was watching Dragnet, an episode from 1967. And they were very serious about this. They actually said on that show, Dragnet, 1967, well, Joe, what do you think we should do? Well, we're going we're gonna to have to handle it uh, in a different way. And his partner goes, what do you mean, different way? What do you mean? He goes, well, he's not like you and me. He's a Negro. (laughs) What? I mean, hearing that on television, like, what? Really? And that was, I mean, look at at that now. So that's 55 years ago. 
look how the world has changed, and they've given us zero credit for making the world a better place. Well, it's interesting that God. you mentioned these older shows, and I know you've been seeing a lot of going back and watching a lot of them. I have, uh, my, yeah. my youngest son loves to go back and start from the beginning and watch the whole, yep. whether it be all of the Star Wars movies and series or Planet of the Apes or whatever. So now he said, hey, let's go back to the beginning of Star Trek. And oh. it is amazing seeing, yes, James T. Kirk is a ham bone all the way, William Shatner. <laughs> yes, he but is. But you know what? He is so damn good. He's, it's funny. We laugh at it half the time, but he's good. I mean, he is really good mm-hmm. in that show. And um, even then, you know, the, I'm trying to think. It was 66. So you can bet there, there were some very inappropriate things being said oh, and yeah. done oh, yeah. in that show. Which, you know, seemed to be more of a progressive show at the time. And it's still a lot of stuff that you wouldn't try today. You know, so you're right. We have come a long, long way. We have. And not, you know, there, there is no credit for it. You're right. No, people get zero credit for it. It's blame, blame, blame. I'm better than you. You're not. I, you do horrible things. I don't do horrible things. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's the world we live in. It's that's, the great divide. That's because you know? we can't we're not laughing at each other. I'm not well, laughing I, and teasing but each other. Why? I don't know. I, it, because it's super woke. If you laugh at anybody, that means you demean them. You've triggered them. You've you've cre- you've created a terrible, stressful world for them if you laugh at them. God. Yeah, it's too bad. Well, look, it's laughing at you know, people people first of all, you gotta poke fun at people. Uh, but and, and, and you, you got to allow people to poke fun at you and not get upset about it. Again, this is a perfect example, Tom. That's This is why Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was funny. Because Nicolas Cage has the ability to laugh at himself and yes. not take himself too seriously. Very and not funny. a lot of Hollywood stars have that capability. Uh, Clearly right. he does. And that's why that movie was so damn funny. I thought it was terrific. I thought that movie was very, very good. And I just, uh, I, I, but I would like to find something funny to watch. And I, you know, I'm watching uh, Alfred Hitchcock. I'm watching Dragnet. I'm watching all of you know, the old shows. I watch uh, The Rifleman, things like that. Now, the new dramas are phenomenal, but the comedies are just not funny. Although, like you, you said, Gene Smart is very good in that show. When she abandons her Rolls Royce with her, with her servant in it, to take another car home. She has to, I thought that was phenomenal. She just left her behind in the desert. That's really nice. She's so terrific. God, she's She's really good in that show. Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, and I love it. She, you know, she, and and again, it just shows you how talented she is. Oh, yeah. In the same year, in the same time frame, months uh, of each other. And they've been playing at the same time. Hacks was on, uh, they were both on HBO Max. That's right. Yep. Hacks and Mayor of Easttown. Yep. Yeah, you're right. The drama stuff is really damn good. It's Another really one good. Is um, it's on Hulu under the banner of Heaven. Yep. Uh, is really good too. It's really kind of disturbing. I mean, that's that's a look at Mormon fundamentalism, and uh, boy, that goes to some dark places. So it, people don't seem to be offended by. I'm sure people are pissed off about it, if, especially if you're a Mormon. Yeah. But uh, boy, it's the comedy stuff that people get out of bent, out of shape. But you know, why, they, why don't you want to laugh? Have a good laugh once in a while, oh, for Christ's sake. God. Jesus. I know. 
I know. I just don't get it. I, I, I love laughing. Look, I, I, will, I will tell you something. My family used to get together every weekend, every Friday or Saturday night. It was all the kids, and if they had spouses, they came over to my mother's house. We got together almost every weekend uh, and supported one another because there were pretty tough times back in the late 60s, early 70s, all the rest of it. But we showed love for one another. We laughed. That's what we did. We made each other laugh, and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was a great time in my life. It was, even though everybody was flat-ass broke and there was no money coming in and everything sucked and politics, it was the late 60s, so it was very violent, if you remember. But we got together and we made each other. We sang. They played the piano, played the guitar. We sang songs, and we laughed our ass off. That's how we got by. That's how we're going to get through this one, too, by the way. You better start laughing, man. Well, here's you just kind of described a situation that's non-existent now because yeah. you get into a room with families and everybody has their damn phone out looking at it. Yeah, that's true. And they're not communicating with one another. Now, I don't want to sound preachy or anything, but it's, it is kind of true, isn't it? I mean, it everybody's kind of absorbed in their own little world. And when they're being fed crap that tells you that, oh, this is wrong. You shouldn't laugh at this and all that. Right. I mean, it just right. really leads. It, leads. it actually leads to a divide in families yep. is what it does. It does. There's no more kumbaya, right? There's <laughs> not a lot of kumbaya, baby. You're, yeah. you're depleting your serotonin levels. That's why so many people are on Zoloft. God. Is it alcohol? Is that what's doing it? No, I think lack of laughter, lack of fun things to do. I mean, it just drained. You, you, there's certain things that when you have a feeling of well-being, you take ecstasy, it releases serotonin, you feel great. You laugh, you release serotonin, you feel great, or you make serotonin. That I really think that that's a large part of along with the endorphins, and it's all kind of related to those sort of things. And, you know, the pleasurable things give you serotonin. Unpleasurable things, you know, disappointment, things like that, take it away. So you should do everything you can. We should be laughing to yep, increase we it. Should. And that we're doing the exact opposite. That's, that's right. Exact it's opposite. It's disgusting. There's no question about it. Timmy, another great performance is all. I would say Academy Award nominee Tim Lammers. I feel like getting up on stage and slapping somebody. There you go. It might be Slapping somebody around. Hey, they're going to give me the award anyway. Hey, do it to slap Sansevier next time you you see him (laughs) slap Sanny. That'll be great. Uh, I I am warming up my hand right now. I'm going to crack him next time I see him. All right, Timmy. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll talk Thursday on the queue. Uh, Ralph and, and uh, Andy, have a great week. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Bye. Tim. Yeah. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Adrian Washington's in studio today, right? Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. We'll be right back in a couple minutes with hour two.